We would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, the traditional custodians of this land. We pay our respect to elders past and present, to the future generations keeping the songlines alive, and extend that respect to other Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who are listening. I'm Lauren Taylor. And I'm Simon Winkler. You're listening to City Central by Red Bull. We're passionate music fans and broadcasters based in Melbourne. Over six episodes, we look into the past, present and future of this global music city and meet a small selection of artists, labels, collectives and pioneers making Melbourne such a dynamic place. We'll be asking the questions, who are the people and what are the places that form a strong musical community? How do you create space for a safer, more inclusive scene? And how do we acknowledge a country's history in music? On this first episode, we want to take you back to one very special Friday evening that says a lot about the strength of Melbourne's soul family. It was early evening in spring, September 13, the release of Sampa the Great's debut album, The Return, which has been hailed around the world as a landmark release for this pioneering spirit in hip-hop, soul and jazz. It was an event that would literally stop traffic on Melbourne's Gertrude Street outside the iconic Northside Records. It was huge. It was a turnout that I didn't think that we'd get. Like, looking back at the videos, while you're in it, you're just like, I'm just celebrating with my friends. And I look at the videos, and there are people across the road, and tram is stopping, and cop cars. And I'm just like, this is insane. We were just literally (laughs) celebrating for ourselves. But it, it just, I'm still trying to you know, simmer everything down and just, it's been a whirlwind of, of album launch and, and, and in stores, but that was, that was insane. It was also a celebration of basically a communal album. You know, a lot of people from the community were in the album and they shone through the album, but a lot of their stories were also through the album and very vulnerable stories that, you know, people find really hard to say in between our friend groups and you know for the story and how much it all touched us we were able to communicate that in the album that we knew would be shared with everybody else and so I guess it's a celebration of that you know um that bravery to be like this is a story that we all have to tell this is a story we're all going through and we're going to also celebrate it all together so it really felt like a, a family celebration a reunion party for those I met at you know no side records but it just felt like the Melbourne community coming together and, and having our own little safe space of sharing stories with each other. Yeah! Melbourne, are you ready? All together now. The night itself was crazy. That was Chris Gill, owner of Northside Records and a stalwart of the Melbourne funk scene. His store over 17 years has become an unofficial headquarters for soul, funk and groove music. While the streets danced for Sampa's album launch, Chris was also busy directing traffic. It was a crazy turnout, maybe four or five hundred people. And I've got to say, you know, the local police were great too. They drove past a few times. When I told them it was Sampa, they were like, oh, cool, I dig her and drove off. <laughs> and also, you know, all my neighbours sort of, They joined in, so it was sort of good for the neighbourhood and it was an amazing event, amazing event. Like, I'm still smiling like an idiot. You've described it as maybe one of the favourite gigs that you've ever experienced in Melbourne. What was it about the event that kind of really stands out to you? Uh, Well, it was was one of those events where it was actually, it was quite wild and it was, um, you know, it was 
really loose and really kind of like you could see I wasn't inside much. Because so, you had a flag, you were directing traffic. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, for an event that size, when there's hundreds of people out on the road and trams, trams are like 60, what are they? 60 Rhinos. rhinoceroses coming at you. <laughs> so I was out on the street making sure everyone was safe. And whenever the trams came, I had to like squish people back in. And, you know, it was, uh, yeah, it was... It was super funky. It was super funky and people went wild and everybody danced. And that's what you want. You want, if you're getting an artist to come out to perform, especially free, you know, the least people can do is dance. And it's like, I think when, when you can, you know, affect people like that and, you know, and it's not an accident too. It's like, you know, Sampa, she's great. And she's, she's like honing her craft. I mean, the difference between now and then 2015, 2019 is like phenomenal. I mean, 2015 was incredible. She dressed up then too. She was freaking out. And uh, and like her, she had a full band then. And then the band stepped off and then all the 3070 kids got on the kit and kept the music going. We had about four or five MCs in the house who kept the line going. Anyway, a lot of people who were at that 2015 gig was, uh, was Remy. And Sensible Jay, who were with Sampa again in 2019 when she returned here, you know, so it was actually equally as wild and like equally as legendary in terms of the, the amount of people who told me they were at that gig <laughs> has been in the thousands. And it's, I can only look forward to, you know, 10 years down the track when people told me they were at this gig. And it's like, yes, yeah, so was I. <laughs> so was I. Northside Records is where The Return was launched in Melbourne, but it's only one of the many homes that Sampa celebrates on her album. The Return is a reflection on Sampa's birthplace of Zambia, and also growing up in Botswana and her journey around the world. Speaking with Sampa around the record and her Red Bull Music Festival curated event, we asked about how The Return reflects on her definition of home. You know, being based here and having, you know, the best memories of my life here, my first shows and concerts also came not doing that at home. So, you know, people at home would have never experienced besides this year me at shows or me in concerts. And and this is a place, you know, where I grew up, where my friends are, where my cousins, my immediate family is. And, you know, as, as things in my career kept growing, people were like, you know, people get to experience the Sampa that we've never experienced, but she grew up here. So there was that sense of, um, you know, separation where you, I'm based here and music is happening and everything's amazing. But the place where I was actually born and the people who I grew up around don't get to experience the same things. And it kind of felt like a separation with within myself. And when I say full circle, I'm just simply saying I got to come back home and do that and have my first shows there and have my parents in my music videos and be able to tell the story from my perspective and show everyone else my home through my music videos. So it felt like I was whole. On that subject, we love the videos. Oh, we love your you. parents in thank the videos. Oh, my, my dad was so funny. He was like, I'm going to come back from work and I'm going to be in this video. Don't you worry, I'm going to be in the video. And I was like, okay, cool. My mom was like, I'm going to be in the video. I already got the dress for it. I'm, I'm going to be in this video. And I was like, okay, cool. We got there and my mom and dad sat and we were like, we yelled action. And after two takes, my dad is like, okay, are we done? <laughs> <laughs> just like, no, this is, this is a process. Like music is hard. It's not about just the singing on stage. Like there's an actual, there's work that goes into it. And I think, you know, they finally understood, 
you know, what goes into the music that I make. And, and for a long time, it's been, okay, that's what Sampa does. We don't quite understand it, but that's what Sampa does. And now there's more interest in, in, in my world. And it, it just feels so good to have your parents, you know, there with you with something that you're so so passionate about. And something, you know, I think we, we take for granted a lot because we think there's that cultural understanding. Not in every culture is there that understanding of, you know, passion and career mixing as one. But... Yeah. It, it's it's just felt so good to have them involved. It's it's yeah. That's incredible and <laughs> so beautiful that they have that perspective and that yeah. understanding. But also that you bring them into the album yeah. as well with Moan Jay yeah. as singing um, and also your your mother's Teresa's yeah. song. Yeah, could you tell yeah. us a little bit about this? Um, first, my mom didn't know she was on the album till recently, but I had asked her to send me um, some messages that I think you know, someone who you look up to or, or someone with a, in the ancestral realm. What Mona is about is, you know, you taking this journey to find yourself, um, but knowing that you're not alone in that journey. And with that, I wanted to bring in my language and bring, bring in my mom, who is my first, basically, guide through this world and tackle the, um, the topic of ancestors, you know. These are people who are unseen but went through this journey as well and who are probably going to be with you when you go through the journey yourself. So that's kind of the me message I wanted to tackle in. And obviously Mwanje had to be in it because Mwanje's like literally been my partner in crime throughout this music life. Um, she's the one in the family we knew was going to do music anyway. We're like, yeah, Mwanji's going to do it. I kind of came out of the blue <laughs> as a middle kid in the room writing songs in my diary. I just finally, you know, got out of the room and I was like, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm doing this as well. Um, but it's, you know, it's always beautiful to have your family involved in something that you love. And that's what I wanted. Throughout this process, I think, and even being based in Melbourne, I've come to find a second family here. You know, people who I can call on when I can't call my parents. Or I can't, you know, stay in my own house, but I can stay in someone else's house. It's really hard just me and Monje being the only people in Australia. You know, we don't have aunties or uncles here. And Melbourne has provided that safe haven for us, a home away from home. Um, and I think that's a testament to the music and the album is we were able to create a home outside of our own physical home and not really just on Melbourne. It was through music or through shared experiences and shared consciousness and people just showing you love by just knowing how you navigate with life is the same way they navigate with, with life. They've been able, this community has been able to create a home for us. And so I think, you know, that's something that, I hope we were able to translate in the album because that's definitely what we feel. Remy and Sensible Jay, two key figures in Melbourne's extended soul family, remember the first moment they heard Sampa's music. We'd heard of music through some industry contacts and we were immediately like, who the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, straight. I think it was 2015. And it was meant to happen because then, like, also a producer at the time, like, he does something like, hey, I'm working on this music um, with this young artist. And it was um, Sampa's The Great Mixtape. And, like, as soon as we heard it, I was like, yo, this is my favorite shit. Like, it's not, like, and I don't mean that it's like, oh, this is my favorite thing that's coming out of Melbourne, right? Because, like, no, 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 like, this is, like, my favorite shit. Like, what? We needed info. Where, yeah, like, who is she this? From? Where? <laughs> like, what, how long has she been doing it? This is, like, so advanced. And so I hit her up 
Um, and like, you know, let her know I was a huge fan and I was just like, any support you need, just let me know. And then, so we rolled up and there she was, man. And she just like, you know, just herself from the beginning where it's just like super reserved, always sussing stuff out, super full of love. And then it was the second show ever. She played at the Metro the night before with um, Hiatus in Sydney. And she got up and she was like, yeah, I'm real nervous. And she like still pulls this shit to date, which is hilarious to me. But this time it was like, she actually got me because I'd never seen her before. I'm like, no, I'm sure you'll be fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like you, you'll kill it. Like, and she's like, nah, nah, I don't know. You know, I don't know. And then she gets on this fucking counter and it was just like, it was like she literally became seven foot and just was like, bop, 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 bop. And like, that was it. You get artists like this one in every like 10 years or some shit, you know what I mean? And like, and like every 20 years they go this well. And I guess the, the most beautiful thing about it is just watching her grow as a human being. Cause the music was never in question. You know what I mean? From the beginning, like you can hear it. Like it was just like- She was writing is, anthems on her first- On her first tape, so. you know? Like the music was never in question, but seeing her grow and be, she's always been proud of, um, her black self, you know what I mean, and proud of who she is and her her family, you know. But also, when you express that, there's backlash. There's always backlash. Um, and for her to just be like moving through it like it's effortless, because I know it's not. You know what I mean. I know it's hard um, to be that vocal and to be that positive. I think that's one of the my favorite things about her music as well is that like. It sounds like shit that she has worked through to give you the lesson as opposed to the issue. Do you know what I mean? Like she's like worked through that and then she's like, you know, inner peace is the new success. You know what I mean? Like there's so much reflection and self-development that you have to go through to come up with even one line like that, you know, and I know she does that, you know. So as far as how our relationships develop, like if someone's developing like that and coming to those kind of um, conclusions we're in an amazing place. Do you know what I mean? Like we're, we're in an amazing place as friends and as family. And I just can't wait to see this go the whole way. Cause I don't, I don't, I've never known how far this is one's gonna go. You know what I mean? Like there's no, there's no limits for that one. You've been listening to City Central by Red Bull. Next stop, we go deeper into the village and meet the labels and DJs who've helped shape Melbourne's musical identity and keep the city dancing. City Central was created by Lauren Taylor and Simon Winkler with additional production assistance by Matthew Wilson and music by Andrush.